All right, welcome to Hockey Night Tonight, uh, the hockey-based Trib Live radio show. I am Matt Steiner, uh, and this is my co-host. Mark Steiner. Uh, I am a featured writer on the Penn's Initiative, um, which is at uh, pensinitiative.com. Um, and uh, my brother Mark here uh, is going to be co-hosting the show. Uh, so to kick off the show here, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, one of the hypotheses that I've came up with is that I believe that Mark Andre Fleury does stay with the Penguins, and here's why. All over the internet, Twitter, and blogs, you have uh, most likely seen the hyp- hypothetical places that Mark Andre Fleury could land before the trade deadline on March 1st. While any article that hints at the future home of Mark Andre Fleury helps boost ad revenue for those websites, nothing could be further from the truth. Mark Andre Fleury will stay in Pittsburgh until the end of 2016 2017 season. The Flurry versus Murray debate amongst fans has been one of the most heated um, debates that we've had for a while. Um, it's like the political de- debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. But like most political candidates, both goaltenders have le- left much to be desired compared to their peers. Mark, would you agree? Mark Andre Fleury, Matt Murray, both of them have kind of dropped the ball this far into the season. I mean, what are your thoughts so far? Yeah, I think. Uh... I mean, after the playoff run, everybody was really looking for Murray to just totally overshadow Flurry because I think a lot of people really wanted to see Flurry just totally get smoked and him to just fade off and just say, oh, we have our new goalie and, and, and he's going to be our guy now. Murray, your time's finished. But now now here we both have the goalies are actually I mean, they're not doing the best, but they're they're doing all right. And they're both uh, kind of holding their own really well. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to, to really pick between the two. And I think people want to pick Murray because he's the new guy and he's got many years ahead of him and, and Flurry's old and, you know, but, but I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of tough because I think basically Flurry's been a, a really, you know, loyal penguin for a really long time. And he's been a great goaltender for all the years that we've had him. Uh, I think that some people just like usual, the same people that say, get, you know, we need to trade Crosby. We need to trade Malkin. They say, now it's time. We need to trade Flurry too. Uh, but realistically, we're probably going to keep him around for at least until the end of this season. Uh, I don't see I don't see the Penguins doing anything different than that. No, I mean my opinion so far. Uh, I mean, I was hoping to see one of the goaltenders kind of step up and make the difference between the two. Um, Matt Murray obviously has better statistics as it is currently than Mark Andre Fleury. Um, one of the statistics that I was looking at was the goal saved above expectation. This is one of the Saber metrics um, that is looked at as a, okay, there's a certain amount of saves that any goaltender should make throughout the season. Here's the amount of saves that they're actually making um, above what the average goaltender, any, you know, so if you have a negative, um, you're actually doing worse than the average goaltender and a positive would be better. Um, The best in the league is Brayton Holtby. Um, Right below him, and it's a considerable step, is Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, And there's a list of goaltenders that you obviously would, you know, suspect fill that list below them. Carey Price, Corey Crawford, Mike Smith, uh, Scott Darling, who's the backup for um, the Chicago Blackhawks, Thomas Grice. And then Matt Murray's about um, he's about in the top quartile, but he's he's still kind of towards the middle of the league. Marc-Andre Fleury is below that, but Marc-Andre Fleury has a better rating than Hendrik Lundqvist does right now. Um, so if Henrik Lundqvist was in town, we'd say he's garbage. He's at the end of his career. We got to trade him. Now, obviously, there's a lot of people that are not New York Rangers fans, but um, one s- sample set of data, uh, you know, for one season of Marc-Andre Fleury um, doesn't necessarily describe the whole whole data set that we have for him the whole way going back to, what, 2003. 
So the, the good thing about that list, though, is you can see below uh, both Flurry and Lundqvist is Mike Condon. So good thing we got rid of him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I mean, well, he, he's had some decent starts up in Ottawa. Um, so I, I would say that one of the uh, you know, one of the key things that the Penguins need to do is to maintain these two goaltenders because goaltenders go through hot and cold streaks. Um, as we've seen with Matt Murray, um, you know, he's had a great season, but, you know, me and you traveled out to Columbus for the game at Columbus. He got blown out there, what, six goals before they pulled Flurry in? I think it was, yeah, yeah, right. Um, so, you know, Matt Murray has his bad nights, and it's nice to have, uh, you know, a 1A, 1B combo. Yeah, so, I, yeah, totally. And I mean, they've played them about evenly. They both, right now, Matt Murray has 30 games played. Flurry has 29 games played. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, like, we, they've been playing them pretty evenly. And I think, like, yeah, Murray's save percentage is a lot higher than Flurry's, but, but in general, they're both pretty good goalies. And we have right now what many teams in the NHL probably wish they had. Having depth at the goalie position is just kind of bonkers because, you know, like, we have depth at just about every position right now except for defense, everybody knows. But, I mean... Yeah, I I don't know. I think we we've got the team is built up really good, and and part of that is the fact that we're not just we don't just have one goalie that that's pretty good, and then you know a backup that pretty much sucks like most teams in the NHL pretty much have. No, yeah, the the Penguins goaltending situation might not be optimal, but it's just where Jim Rutherford wants it. Um, the trade market for goaltending is tepid at best. We all know that it's very hard to move a goaltender right now. The tra- we haven't seen many trades come through their blockbusters. Um, for that reason, um, Ben Bishop's on the market. Um, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning last year, Vasilevsky basically shut the Penguins down and put, pretty much put us on the ropes to the point of where we thought we might not be um, alive after that series. And what wound up happening was is that the, the you know Tampa Bay recognized that okay here we have a young goaltender Ben Bishop's coming up on a contract year a lot of their guys are coming up on a contract year so okay let's try to sign Vasilevsky to a long term deal under his you know restricted free agent you know guises and we'll let Ben Bishop walk Ben Bishop yeah. coming out into that market now has pretty much prevented the Penguins because. Uh, you know, anyone that they would try to deal with who might need a goaltender, which is not many teams, like not many teams are willing to go put a lot of money on goaltending right now. Either they're losing to the point of where, why would you want to pick up a goaltender at the end of the season? Who's like in his thirties, if they're trying to rebuild, it doesn't make sense. Um, getting a goaltender uh, of Flurry's caliber price age would really only go to a team that is going on a playoff run and needs a goaltender now. And pretty much every team that's in position to make a playoff run isn't willing to pick up that contract unless they would send a goaltender back to us, which we don't need. Um, And that's kind of the problem that I see us having. So, like I said, the trade market's tepid at best. And unless the St. Louis Blues decide that Marc-Andre Fleury is worth trading Kevin Shattenkirk for, uh, there's not many pieces out there that are available that would add much value to the Penguins, um, you know, as much as having two Stanley Cup winning goaltenders would. Um, So... You know, know, did you see the Did you see the photo today though on on uh, Facebook and Instagram and stuff? No, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The avalanche is gonna. That, so the, the the photo is a, a photo of uh, Matt Duchesne, and it says the Penguins are interested in avalanche forward Matt Duchesne, goalie Mark Andre Fleury, and defenseman Derek Pouliot would be potential patch, pa- package deal, according to Nick Kyprios. Ka- yeah. Okay. Never like, heard of him. Yeah, I've never heard of the guy either. But it's just like. This is like it's it's like another another day another rumor for another flurry trade and this one was hilarious because it's like are you kidding me we're gonna trade first off we're gonna trade Pouliot for a forward like we need any like we need any more and and also to trade flurry for this 
Like, we don't need any more forwards right now. I think well, everybody's on the same page about that. Well, I think so. Not everyone's on the same page. The sellability of a trade would be, you know, you know, indicative of like how flashy the name is. There's no flashy defensive <laughs> names in the league other than Brent Burns or, or Eric Carlson, um, who neither of them really would fit on the team because you'd have to get rid of Chris Letang and the whole fan base would implode if you even mentioned that, right? So this is like clearly some sort of clickbait type thing where some guy that you've never heard of is releasing, breaking a story that he knows that Jim Rutherford made some call because he's got a friend that he can't name in the front office. It's all fake. It's all not real. Um, Matthew Sheen will or will not be here. And I'll double down on that and say, I don't think Marc-Andre Fleury's leaving. I think that the front office um, is, is very, very – um, glad to have that defensive depth. And we saw that last year. The first two games of the playoffs against the Rangers were started by Jeff Zakoff. So it was a three-goaltender playoff team. Now, did Matt Murray carry the bulk of the load? Okay, yes, because Jeff Zakoff got one one win. Um, and between, you know, the, the record combined between Jeff Zakoff and Marc-Andre Fleury was one and two. But it was still, a t- like, it was a time whenever we needed that goaltending depth. If, if what would have happened... Um, you know, at the end of last season happens this season, Tristan Yari will probably be making his like fourth or fifth, you know, NHL start in, you know, in the crease during a playoff game. Um, Whether that's a good thing or bad thing, I don't know. The scouts right now for the Penguins actually believe that Tristan Yari uh, has a a higher ceiling than Matt Murray. Um, But there's just something to be said. I mean, so the Penguins in the the past have have doubled down on goaltenders. Johan Hedberg is a great example of that. He went on a long playoff run. He was the Moose. We all had Moose antlers out in in Mellon Arena, Civic Arena back in the day. And he was great. But um, as he aged and as, um, you know, as the book kind of came out on him, they started to expose him. Now, people say, okay, you know, nowadays, like there's there's tape on goaltenders going back to major juniors, back to like whenever, you know, when, when they're in like, you know, midget hockey, there's tape on them. So people can scout them and see them coming up through. So why hasn't anyone exposed Matt Murray yet? And I think it's because he's now getting exposure to NHL goaltending coaches. So he's starting to develop a style. Um He's big. I think that he's got, you know, um, a lot of, uh, you know, his tactics down and how to approach, you know, people coming into the zone and how to how to get the right angles on the pucks. And obviously he's he's tracking the pucks well, but um, when he's exposed, I think that, um, you know, that could be a big thing. And when you start getting into the playoffs, you have teams are ever coached and they know how to get through goaltenders. Um, So. I guess going through with that, I mean, goaltending depth is a luxury that the not many NHL teams can afford, and the Penguins currently do afford it. Uh, they have plenty of forward depth, and even um, the defensive core, a noted weakness for years, um, has been exceptionally strong thanks to the growth of players like Justin Schultz, who's fantastic. Um, if uh, the Penguins trade um, Marc-Andre Fleury, they run into some sort of uh, you know potential issue that uh, you know someone like Tom Wilson or Brandon Dubinsky in the playoffs – fall into, you know, Matt Murray blow his ACL out. Next thing you know, you got Tristan Yari starting. So uh, Flurry might not be on the Penguins next season, and I highly doubt that he will be. I don't think that they're going to expend $8 million on the payroll for goaltending. Um, but don't plan on seeing him move here before June. Uh, there's a, there's many options. Uh, my only point is stop reading articles that, where we send him to Dallas because that doesn't happen. There's no way he's going to Dallas. He's not – I could see maybe him go to the Avalanche, but I still don't see a rebuilding team trying to pick that contract up. Doesn't make any sense for them. Doesn't make any sense for us. The Avalanche is doing ter- absolutely terrible right now, and for them, to, like when you're doing absolutely terrible, you're not picking up like a a goalie that that you know got drafted like ten years ago. 
like why like that no that nobody would ever do that right when you're trying to rebuild like the penguins were in a rebuilding well, well i mean we've kind of been in a rebuilding phase for a long time but like we they they had to pick up a lot of younger players in order to actually you know uh build the team up to make a a, a playoff team like a team that can actually win in the playoffs you're not building a playoff team by getting has-beens i mean not that flurry's a has-been but i mean like kind of like we we most people would probably say he's either he is at his peak now or his peak was in recent or you know in, in the in the past few years but he's probably over the hump basically they're not looking to pick up a rebuilding team's not looking to pick up flurry you know, I think that it's obvious at this point in time, especially just through the statistics, that Matt Murray's the starter, right? And I think that you know, the, some fan, some of the fan base hasn't accepted that. Um, however, um, there's kind of I think a backstory to it as well um, that the Penguins actually have an insurance policy on the top goaltender going down. If one of them gets hurt, you have an insurance policy. The Penguins right now are the highest goal scoring team, goals for in the NHL, which is with 193 goals is a lot. But they don't have the highest goal differential. One goal behind them at 192 is the Washington Capitals, um, with their goals against being 121, ours being 155. So they have a different goals different best goalie in the league, basically. best goal differential. So they're scoring goals at just one goal less than us over, and they've played two goal, you know, two more games played than us. But they can score goals, and they're much better at keeping them out of the net. And they only do it with one guy, which is Brayton Holtby. You're not going to see that difference where Matt Murray jumps up to a Brayton Holtby level. And to me, we would that, already we would already be getting the 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 value. I mean, realistically, like if you actually look at the the rest of the like the teams in all of the league right now, there's nobody like inching up below us really. Like we kind of have. I mean, maybe in maybe in the the West Coast, but in general, like we're pretty far. We're, us, Columbus, and and Washington are all pretty far up there to the point where like changing a goalie or something like that, it's just not going to have any real like like visible benefit for us to do to, to you know get rid of flurry right now in favor of somebody else like you know or before a potential playoff run there's no there's no actual benefit there's no benefit that you can see that's actually like tangible you know what i mean that's i mean <clears throat> basically i think that a lot of gold uh a lot of the the general managers in the in the league leading up to the trade deadline are afraid of making a move because they, I don't think that they, it's been a while since the last time when they've had an expansion draft in the NHL. Um, you know, expansion drafts are not something that happens every day. Um, and to be able to, um, you know, make sure that your team's crafted properly, it's something that's a challenge. Um, and I'm so, sure a bunch of teams are going to mess it up too. I mean, it's just going to be the way that it is, or maybe, maybe they're not going to mess it up like going into it, but coming out of it, they'll say, Oh man, we should we should have you know totally covered that guy you know the guy that they took because you don't know who we don't know who's going to get taken by the expansion draft you know it's like uh, they can make a pretty good guess at it but you never know exactly who is going you know they're only they're only covering a small portion of the team you know yeah I mean uh, I, I think one of the biggest challenges moving forward um, that the, the Penguins are going to have is uh, you know deciding how they're going to go you know go about handling that that draft and I think that there's Moving Flurry is going to be difficult by the trade deadline if that's an objective that they have. So even if they wanted to move Flurry, I don't know that there's many buyers takers out there. So they'd have to buy him out, and if they have to buy him out, there's no purpose to buy him out anytime right before, yeah, before the playoffs June. are done. People don't want to swallow that pill because for whatever reason they're like, you know, it's like trade Crosby, trade Malkin, trade Flurry, fire Tomlin. It's it's the same people with the same megaphones. Um, you kind of have to like look through. 
um, you know, look through the forest for the for the leaves and and to see that Flurry's going to be here. He's going to be installed um, unless we get some sort of um, you know trade deal where the team improves between now and the end of the season, or um, it's some way that, uh, that you know the team doesn't get saddled with a contract because essentially it's going to be you know saddled for two years. They're going to have five you know five point seven five million, whereas they can buy them out you know and it would be uh, you know a hit against their cap of like one to two million until you know you know four more years. Right. So there's no there's no pressure to move him before the end of the season right now. No, I mean so the 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 team's focus, the ownership's focus is to win championships. They're not the Pirates. They're not like looking out six years from now. The impact is they realize that they have the best player in hockey, the best person that's touched the ice, um, you know, since Mario Lemieux. Uh, they're not going to squander that time by not making the, the right move. And, and, and making the right move doesn't include catering to who you think the goaltender is going to be in five years because it doesn't matter. When, when Sidney Crosby's gone, when, when Sidney Crosby retires, when Evgeny Malkin retires, it doesn't matter who the goaltender is. It just right. doesn't. So that's all they care about is getting to that point, and believe it or not, Marc-Andre Fleury could get them there. Matt Murray could get them there. Tristan Yari could get them there. It's really – it's there's just been so much discussion, so much discussion on goaltending. And I guess – you know, my point with the article that I released on Penn's initiative today and, and this discussion here is is that you can talk about it forever, and we have, and it's, you know, we're beating a dead <laughs> horse. But the point of the matter is it just, at, at some point, you you know, it, it deflates the cause because the cause is, is you need to get someone who can stop pucks behind the scoring crew that we have. We have, you know, Phil Kessel, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin. Those are the people. Those are the lifeblood of the team. You just need someone to not blow it. Yeah, essentially, and I mean honestly, watching like we did see a couple of games in the in the playoff run where if we didn't have someone that was as good as Murray, uh, we probably would have lost a few more games than we did, and losing a few more games in the playoff run can end it pretty early. But I mean, yeah, uh, like as as far as far as uh, as far as Matt Murray being a great goalie, he was. I think that the problem is you have a lot. Of, you do have a lot of bandwagon fans right now that are people that just showed up during the playoff run and they saw. I mean, you can't deny the games they put in Mark Mark Andre Fleury during the playoffs. He pretty much blew it. Now anybody would. He was coming off an injury and he was coming off not playing for a long time. And and everybody knows playoff hockey is a completely different style of hockey. But all these bandwagon fans, they've only seen a, 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 a you know five or six games, and they're just like. What you're crazy? Like why? Why would you keep this guy that played well in 2009 just because he won a cup back then? And it's like, no. Like you can see this season. Like they're both playing like more or less. I mean, they're 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 close to each other now. Now people are like, yeah, but Murray's still better. It's like, well, Murray's also coming off like a really like elated period where he's getting the the support of the whole city. And like Flurry is basically the underdog right now. But like you know, I I, I mean, honestly, it's kind of sucks too. I and mean, we had this isn't the first time we've done this to a goalie where. I mean, we might lose like Flurry after this season. After after the season where like basically the entire city of Pittsburgh is like "f you, Flurry," like we hate you. Like that's the season that he leaves, and like he's not the first goalie for that to happen to, and he's not the first goalie in Pittsburgh for that to happen to, which kind of sucks. Because like, why is that the way that like like your stars never go out that way? Mario Lemieux didn't go out that way. Like Yager did. Yager did. Yager did. I, I mean, I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, the the fans, there's certain people that are anointed as above criticism. And I think that right now, Matt Murray's in that 
category. Mark Andre Fleury's never been in that category. Somehow because Crosby's if team, not in that category though, because it wasn't a, only a few years ago. No. The only current player that's not Matt Murray, and I think that he might not forever be Tanger. in there, is Chris Tank. No matter what, he's he's on. He's, he's the Pens GQ cover. Yeah, I, I, there's some sort of I don't know what it is because you know he's injury laden. Um, you know, I, I do think he's good, but his plus minus is always in, eh, and they always say because it it's in you know bad situations or whatever. But you know, if you look at uh, you know comparable defensive defensemen or offensive defensemen there's always ones that you could find like if he's an offensive defenseman and that then why is Brent Burns like have like Brent Burns almost has as many goals as Sidney Crosby does right now so that's offensive to me and then if you want to go like you know if he's a good hybrid then there's a lot of options there too so I, I think Chris Letang is good but do I think that he's given a lot extra rope than most players on this team are I do think so yeah for sure um, I mean he, he he's like I don't know. I, I I guess like he basically gets, he's got he's got the kind of fan base you know behind him, and 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 people don't tend to, you don't hear a lot of sportscasters really go digging into Latang too much. I don't think. I mean, they'll dig into just about anybody else on the team, but for some reason, Latang is always bulletproof. So in reality, I mean, yeah, like his stats are his stats are pretty, you know, they're they're really good for for you know in general in the league, I guess, but doesn't mean like he like. We've seen plenty of games where he screwed up. Now, granted, he's playing. He's playing. You know, didn't he? Wasn't he getting in the playoffs something like thirty minutes of ice time, more or less? Like getting around thirty minutes of ice time. Yeah, I. I mean, and it's tough to find another player that'll do that. But at the same time, oh, well, we had, does that give him a, an excuse to just play? However, sometimes. The Penguins, I think, one of their, their big issues going forward, and that's why you know that both goaltenders won't be here next season. Is you know, if you look. Starting next season, Trevor Daly is an unrestricted free agent. Ian Cole enters the last year on his deal that we signed with him. Justin Schultz is a restricted free agent. Brian Dumoulin's a restricted free agent. Um, and Chad Ruedel is an unrestricted free agent. So as far as next year is concerned, you have three defensemen um, that are in the NHL currently on the, on the books um, that are going to be under contract. And then the rest are leaving. So, you know, I think that like we're guaranteed to see like a migration of Marc-Andre Fleury, Matt Murray, whoever, one of the goaltenders will be gone because we can't afford it once those both those cap um, hits take place. I think that you're going to have to see, you know, the Penguins are going to evaluate, you know, do do they try to keep Justin Schultz and what's the what's the going to be the cost to him? I mean, right now he's to me supplanted Chris Letang offensively. He's the best offensive defenseman. Um, I know that they're working with him to increase his defense, but to me, he's the next Sergey Gonchar. He's right-handed, but he he can quarterback the um, he can quarterback the power play. Um, he he's a liability defensively, and Sergey Gonchar was. You know, he just tried to place people positionally to get into a good place where he could you know squelch the play. Um, mm-hmm. But he he didn't have that overcoming speed that Chris Letang has. So you know, it's going to be you know a question. I think the Penguins have to ask themselves is you know how are they going to get about this? Um, some money frees up as well with Chris Kunitz um, in all likelihood probably retiring. I can't imagine him unless he takes, you know, uh, like a Matt Cullen type contract. I can't imagine him sticking around. Papa Cole. Yeah. So I think the Penguins, I think going into next season um, have some interesting, uh, interesting decisions to make. Um, And from goal, from a goaltending perspective, um, something has to give there. Um, but But I think until the end of the season, I don't think that that has to be addressed. Yeah. I mean, I think we would see more talk anytime they ever they ever bring you know Mike Sullivan or anything like that into. I guess Mike Sullivan's not really in charge of trades per se, but like 
you you would hear more rumors and you'd hear more talk that's actually coming from the area of Jim Rutherford, I think. But you know, if if they were even considering something like that, like I don't I don't feel like that's a trade that's gonna sneak up on anybody. And right now there's very little information to go off of. But we know it's been such a heated debate. In fact, we we had you know we almost had an altercation at a game because it it was it's like that's kind of debate this this Murray Flurry thing is like and it's like something like that. I mean, it's, no, it's they're the look, everybody's look. They're just scraping for information. Like anybody says anything, anybody in the entire like like all NHL news says anything right now, and people are just gonna eat it up. I mean, right now, like we should literally just go outside and just say like, oh, I just I just met somebody and they and they told me that they're gonna trade. They're they're gonna trade Flurry to uh, the Rangers, like something like that. Just make up a total trade rumor, and then I bet you tonight we could have two hundred retweets. Easy, make well, up trade rumors. Yeah, I mean, there there needs to be basically someone that um, you know for the for the most part validates those things, and and how you validate those essentially is just don't believe them. Don't, yeah, the Nick the Nick it, Kyprius thing. I did I looked it up, and like he has a Twitter, and I don't see anything on it. Like that that's just a photo. That got shared. I saw it. I saw it on Facebook. And I saw it on Instagram today. I saw it on. I think a couple of Twitter profiles. It's like, and it's literally just a photo. It reminds me exactly of the election. Exactly of the election. It's just you just see some photo that's a meme that has some text written on it with no source whatsoever, and it's getting shared like wildfire. It's like that's what we're going. That's what that's the that's the Murray Flurry debate. We so, need to, we need to bring them in. Like we need we need to have like an actual like filmed Murray Flurry debate. Get them up in suits on a stage. So right now, if the Penguins entered the playoffs, they would enter the playoffs against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Nice. What are your thoughts? We gotta be going to a lot of playoff games. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a nice it's a nice place. Um, it's you know what three three and a half hour drive. Um, yeah, it's actually a nice arena. I think it's a nice um, city too. Yeah, fun. So. Um, you know, how do you think the Penguins handle that? Now we've had we've played them in the playoffs before, but um, you know, do you think they could handle the rough and tumbleness that that the Blue Jackets are going to bring? Especially they have a lot of young scorers. The team has a goaltender who's known to shut people down. I mean, do plus you, we're probably playing them in round one, right? That's yeah, that's exactly when you play them. Yeah, yeah. So and that's going to be what's nuts about it because they're we're both coming in like really good teams. I mean, but they're they're also they have like newfound like you know ability, but also. They've never been like good, you know, until now. So like, do they have like, do they have what it takes to like? Because the playoffs are not like something to be like messed with. Like, there's a lot of like, like just as fans, we can remember like the playoffs had like all sorts of weird emotions that you're having like while you're watching all this stuff, and it's like, like just because you're coming in and you're going hot, like the Capitals should have won the cup. Everyone said the Capitals were going to win the cup last year. And well, every year it's the Capitals' year until the playoffs. Yeah, just the way. It well, is. I mean, the Capitals got the President's Trophy. Capitals won the popular vote. Yeah, they just didn't. <laughs> they just didn't win the cup. No, I mean that's the, and you know the Capitals are doing it again this year. Now they started off actually a little I feel bit. Like I, do you have any faith in the Capitals this year? I don't think the Capitals. I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to speak too soon, but like they're doing amazing again. I know again they're gonna just like whiff it. Like, you know, I think it's you know the same kind of feeling that um, you know the Patriots probably have if the Steelers have a really good season and they're going to meet the Steelers in the playoffs. Like, there's just some sort of mental, <laughs> yeah. like, like you're just a, no, you're a nobody now. The the you know the Steelers cannot beat they cannot beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Period. They can, and you know for the most part they'd lose in Heinz Field just just as well as the Patriots. That is kind of the the you know the bad example of of how the Penguins are to the Capitals. The Capitals just for whatever reason can't 
permeate that barrier that is the Penguins. I don't know if I mean, we have they, our number. They, they, they like do pretty well against us in actual like in, like if I mean during the season during the season and then the Flyers are the same way. Actually, I, I always say like the Flyers are the are the best team in the world against the Penguins. But as far as anybody else, they suck. I mean, like like, but but yeah. I mean, in, in general, the the uh, I I don't see. I I think a Blue Jackets versus Penguins playoff round. I think or playoff match. I think that goes to seven pretty much. And I think that there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of mixed emotions going on throughout it. And I would argue that we probably go to like five out of seven, <laughs> five out of seven games we go to. Yeah, I I mean honestly, you know I think if the Capitals if the Capitals do it if we meet the Capitals in the playoffs, um, that would certainly be the time to um, you know, time to go. All right. Well. I don't know if we, I guess we're 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 coming up near the end of this, and I want I wanted to do a little funny bit here. So I got uh, some some Facebook comments today uh, on that on that photo that I was making fun of earlier, and uh, you know they're 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 pretty good. Um, so uh, you know, obviously, like I said, the like so said, this this is the Matt Sheen photo. This, this is, is the Duchesne. Penguins are interested in Avalanche forward Matt Sheen. The package deal. And, uh, you know, in an exchange, they would give up Mark Andre Fleury, Fleury, Derek Pouliot. But specifically, Fleury was like the word that just blew everybody up. So, like, and 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 uh, you know, obviously, you get, like, there's there's a bunch of uh, comments so, on here, but but one that I thought was like the, the funniest is uh, Mar- Mario says, "Not sure if you're all stupid, but Mark Andre Fleury still has his no movement cl- uh, Claude. Well, Claude, Claude." Not sure if you're all stupid, but Math still has his no movement clawed, and if he were to waive it, it's pretty much to his choice of team. So yeah, I'm gonna go with this is a the BS and a no on this trade. Why would he want to go from getting a third cup to zero? Smarten up, use your brains, kids. Which obviously that's kind of a true comment, but then Matt follows up with, "LOL, not not this Matt, but but Facebook Matt follows up with, LOL, calm down. You have no idea what a player thinks or wants. He wants to play." No need to be so strong-headed on an opinion of some passionate fans. It's speculation, and, the, and people enjoy that. If you don't, then don't participate in these posts. It's simple. Which, if anybody's been on one of these posts, you know that usually this is just where, like, this is this is just like the the collective of stupid. It's pretty great. <laughs> so, Colton says, would gladly welcome Flurry to the Avs. He deserves a fan base that's not constantly bashing him. And then Robert says, we aren't. We really aren't bashing him. It's just that he's not as crisp as he used to be. It's a business. I'm sure at five million a year he can take the bashing. <laughs> like uh, Matthew says, if all if all the ads want is Flurry and Pouliot, I do that deal in a heartbeat. Jr. Pull the trigger. And uh, what yeah. else we got? I mean, like uh, this one. This one wasn't probably. Uh, the There's funny- some people that are out there that they want blood on. Like they want the blood of Marc Andre Fleury. They We've want seen him many crucified. tweets from this. Yeah. I mean, like, I like we should. I think we could actually create the Hall of Fame of these stupid tweets because you, you on on every post, if you literally say Murray and Flurry in the same tweet, there is a ninety nine percent chance that you it's just like a magnet for idiots. Like, like you're gonna hear everybody's stupid as a factual basis whatsoever. You know, go, going beyond anything else, I do think that the, the you know the people that are calling out for the blood of Mark Andre Flurry and saying, oh, he's got to go, he's trash, da 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 da. da I think these are also the same people that were the trade. These are the same exact people. If you were to go onto these profiles that they're commenting from and look back and dial it back to like 
around Christmas time last year, it was Trey, Trey Crosby. Crosby. Yeah. So, um, you know, Mark Andre Fleury hasn't been lights out, and he's left a lot to be desired. I think Murray still has a lot to. Although I think there is one person that we we would trade for trade Fleury for, Yager. Yeah, no, I, I think I, we always got to be. Well, you have to be on Yager Watch. I, you have I, to stay on hashtag Yager Watch. Go on the hashtag Yager Watch tweet. at all times. Yes, um, this is something it could it could happen at any moment. At any moment, you might be sitting in in class or or at work, and you get a text that says that that. The Pens just got Yager for Flurry. Listen, so the Penguins... Hashtag Yager watch. Their number one thing that they want to do is sell tickets. Um, I think that there's... And obviously, they want to win. So winning is part of selling tickets. Um, they are an entertainment... Um, I think I think that uh, Jim Rutherford just wants to sell waters. That's true. I mean, <laughs> Jim Rutherford. Six bucks a, yeah, he just wants to sell six bucks, $6 waters. All right. Well, uh, candy. we're coming up here on the end of the show. Um, this is our first show for Hockey Night tonight. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is Trib Live Radio. And uh, again, I'm Matt Steiner, uh, a writer for the Pens Initiative. Um, you can catch me on Twitter at, at msteiner90. Um, and Mark? I'm, I'm Mark Steiner. You can catch me on Twitter at, at Mark Steiner. Uh, that's S T E I N E R P G H. That's my Twitter handle. So you can follow us or tweet it at Trib Live Radio. But uh, thank you for tuning in, and I guess we'll catch you guys next week.